Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. I just had the most amazing conversation with Whitney Bean, kindred spirit. Oh my goodness, I feel like, you know, we've only known each other for a couple of weeks, but I feel like we've known each other for lifetimes. Um, so Whitney is a mom of four. She's a wellness and life coach, and she jumped into the coaching space after health issues in her late twenties. And they brought her to question how she can help herself get well naturally while being a busy mom. Uh, she found inner work and learning her body's communication system brought clarity and direction as her body healed. And now she teaches these same methods and tools to her clients today. Now we go deep into that mind, body, soul connection, and she goes even deeper. She talks about mind, body, spirit, and heart. Love it. I loved everything about this, uh, this interview. It was fantastic and jam-packed full of gold nuggets. Uh, we talk about breath, we talk about meditation, about um, about healing your body, about listening to your body um, in those four elements. And I know that you're gonna love it too. So, um, you know, is it possible to heal from a, from some, from a chronic illness or chronic dis-ease in your body? Well, have a listen. And I think that Whitney is going to answer that question. All right, enjoy. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Whitney, welcome to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I'm so glad to have you here today. Hi, how are you, Tracy? Doing fantastic, fantastic. Yes. I really can't wait to dig in um, to your work and your podcast and all of that. But before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? How how this the work that you, you're doing now came into being? Yeah, so I um, I started having some really mysterious health issues um, in my late 20s. And at the time I had two kids and was already a pretty busy mom mm -hmm. um, doing that mom life and um, wasn't really prepared to take on health issues at the same time. It was very overwhelming for me and I just wanted to feel well so badly. So I kind of went through the regular um, checkups and did a lot of testing to see what was going on. And once it became a full-time job to continue to go to testing and to continue to go to appointments, it became obviously even more overwhelming. And so um, after doing this for a couple of years, I really was not in any better place and my symptoms were actually significantly worse. And so I came to the point where I felt just complete discouragement. I felt like I had nowhere to turn. I didn't know what to do. I literally didn't know what to do. And so um, I just had a friend who had a couple of leads, you know, a couple of different options that I hadn't tried. Right. And, um, you know, one was essential oils and one was working with a practitioner who did um, a type of energy work. And these were both 
different than anything I had experienced. And um, once I just kind of dabbled in those and started to have really positive results fairly quickly, like, you know, after two years of really awful health, within a month, I was feeling better once I started Mm. these different things. And so it really intrigued me. And it also opened up a whole new arena. Like it was just, you know, there's so much out there that I didn't know about that I was really excited to try. And so that's kind of what led me down to the self-help route um, is trying to heal my own body. And so that's kind of what's led me um, to where I am now. I just dabbled and experimented in different things. And then wanted to condense that for my clients, wanted to be able to create a journey for them that was um, guided and helpful without the overwhelm and um, something that felt, you know, empowering, like they, their body will heal itself on its own. And I'm simply showing them some options. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's very interesting how, um, the, uh, and we'll, I'd love to dive deep into this, but that mind body connection. And when you, you know, we tend to, um, what the, the uh, Western medicine is more about training, training the symptoms, right? But when we go a little deeper and we, um, and we really understand that mind body connection, it can be a real game changer for, for, you know, and that you, uh, that you're able to share that with the people that you work with and kind of using your experience. That's what I do too. I kind of have used my experience and my journey to help other people. And, and to, you know, there are so many different things, like you, like you, like you said, so many different things that most of us have. I'm still, you know, I've been, I've been doing, I've been dabbling in energy work and, um, you know, I've, I've, um, I've, I think I went to level two with Reiki. I've done pranic healing. I've done, um, I've done some shamanic journeying. I've just done a lot of different things and I'm learning that there are so many more, right? Yeah. But I think what you're doing, Whitney, is you're opening the door of awareness for these, these people that you're working with, that, that it's not just one way. Like we're not just going to put a bandaid on it. Like we can fix these things, you know? So what was the, what was the, I know you said you used a combination of different things, but what was the, what was the one that was kind of the turning point for you? Yeah. So even just starting with meditation Mm -hmm. and getting really quiet, that was a huge foundation for what I still do. And it's really, for me, it has been building that communication system within myself, learning Mm -hmm. how my body communicates with me on an emotional level, mental, physical, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. Those are all intertwined and they all connect and they are communicating with us every second of the day. And sometimes it's messages we don't need to know, right? Sometimes it's things that just are an autopilot and that's totally fine. That's what we want. We want things to run in a way that is um, processing as we go. And then there's other times when things stand out, when we need to address it head on. And if we're aware of it as it's coming on, we're able to do that processing. We're able to use the tools that we have in the moment. So Um, I learned different modalities with energy work, but it really is that foundation of getting in touch with what was going on inside of me that I want my clients to learn. If they can learn that tool where they can get in touch with what their body's communicating with them, 
then they can decide what on the outside will help them to to grow that to right. work that muscle so right. they can use like you're saying that reiki or that yoga you know those different modalities can be so much more beneficial if you know what they're communicating when you do it and you know what they're processing when you do it right right yeah i i love that and that i i in the work that i do as well it's all about awareness and and until you were able to be still with yourself having that 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 quiet space and you know for me i used to think that um well i've, I've been meditating and doing yoga for almost 30 years at this point but um but in the beginning when i first started i i thought okay well you know, my mind can't possibly be quiet and still for 30 minutes. And I've learned that, um, that it, you don't have to do 30 minutes of, and, and it's the practice of bringing your mind back to this, the, to, back to, uh, pre back to the present. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It, it's so simple that we think, oh, it can't be that simple, but it is yeah. that simple. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's simple yet not easy, right? It's not. It's it's the bringing yourself back, and and then you you have the intention sometimes of bringing yourself back, and then you you are wherever you are, <laughs> and it's okay, yeah. right? I think giving yourself that grace that it's okay, but unless until we are able to be still, we cannot mm -hmm. develop that awareness about ourselves. You know that that mind body um, that mind body soul connection. I love that. I love that. That's really really beautiful and key and it doesn't have to be huge so how do you how do you share with your um with your your clients how to what, what's your what's your how, how do you teach them how to meditate yeah so i am huge on visualizations and i mm -hmm. like to work through visualizations and walk them through that and so when we walk through a visualization um you know i try to be in touch with what's going on with them as well and so if I can walk them through a visualization when we, where we're actually moving energy, where we're creating new avenues, mm. where we're creating new thoughts and new thought patterns, right? You know, we're we're kind of just trying to get in there and move things around. If we keep doing, if we keep thinking the same thoughts, you're going to keep making the same feelings, and you're going to keep creating the same actions, right? right. So you're going to continue that pattern. But if we can work from that foundation of what you're feeling, what you're thinking, you know, if we're moving that energy from the foundational perspective, then it's going to change the outcome on the end. So, so many times, like you're saying, you know, it's the same as like you were mentioning, we try to work from the symptoms from the outside. Mm -hmm. So whether the symptoms are physical or if they're emotional or mental, if we're having, a, you know, a continual thought that is really you know, negative, something that we don't want to be thinking, it keeps popping back into our head. That's still a symptom, right? That's right. still something that's popping up in the end. It's not the root. We feel like it's the root. We feel like it's like, ah, this is just in me. It's creating this awful feeling. Um, but in reality, it's just a symptom of something that's going on on right. the inside that keeps bringing that, that thought forward. And so when you're creating that foundation um, where we have the visualization and the meditation, we're trying to start to create a place that feels great, a place that feels neutral Right. so that you can know what it feels like to feel the contrast so when right. you feel that neutral place um you're able to notice in your regular everyday life when things stand out you know when things feel amazing and they're in a line with what you're feeling 
then you have such a positive, enlightening experience. And then when you have the opposite, it's okay too. It's all information. It's all information for us. And sometimes that contrast is simply to let us know like, oh, that's probably not somebody I want to have a conversation with, or that's not a conversation that I want to have, or, you know, those kind of things. So we can or maybe it's I need to express my opinion because I feel the contrary, right? So um, when we have that place, though, of visualization, so going back to your question, what I try to do is the same thing I do with myself uh, with clients is to help them experience that place of neutrality, mm-hmm. that place where they feel at peace and they feel like themselves and they feel their purpose, even if it's just for a split second, right. even if it's for just a couple minutes. And like you said, meditation, is so hard at first it's so hard like five seconds ten seconds right and then you're right back to like oh i gotta pick that up from the grocery store and you do have to really build that muscle but as you do like you're saying it doesn't have you don't have to meditate for 30 minutes a day every day when you build that muscle you're creating a place where you can come back to within a breath so you know if you just have a breath that you can take your body and your mind is they know exactly where to go. They know where you're leading them with that. Like, oh yeah, I know what that's like. We've been here before. Mm -hmm. We're safe. We're calm. We're present. We're neutral. Here we are again. So even just within that breath, you know, so when I first started meditating, it's like, well, I'll start really small and I'll build up. And I did, but I didn't realize that I could come back down to just a few seconds. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I still exactly. try and set, set time aside to have those longer meditations where I can, you know, be open to inspiration and things like that. But in our just everyday busy life as a mom, it really can come down to the, that breath. And I love letting my kids see that breath because yeah. it's not a frustrated breath, right? It's not right. the same frustrated breath that I think we're thinking of, you know, within the moment, it's that calming breath that brings in that like that love and that joy and that peace. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about breath too is that you can feel it in your mind, you know? And I, I, for some of us, it takes, you know, maybe just one breath. For some of us, it takes maybe three or five or 10. And it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the number. It just, what matters is, is you, you know, what matters is, is how you feel. If you feel even just a little bit more calmer, imagine, right? Imagine how much calmer you could be by just using that breath and you can. And here's the thing that I love about breath. So I did, I did a, um, like I said, I've been on the yoga mat for almost 30 years. And I did, um, I did, I got my, um, my uh, uh, YTT 200, my yoga teacher training, um, and we, I loved my, um, my instructor. She was very much into that. It was more about the, um, the, uh, spiritual, the, the mind, body, soul connection than it was about the mm-hmm. asana. And we went really deep into breath. And the cool thing about breath is that it is, you know, and what I learned is you can only breathe in this moment, right? So you can only breathe right. in the present. And when you have that, Oh, like you can use that breath to bring you right back to this very moment and, and where everything is okay. You know, yeah. where you, yeah. you, you and, can, yeah, I love that. I love that. And, um, and one any thing, feeling that we're doing. what ahead. was that? Oh, any healing that we're doing too is in the present moment. So, so many times we're working on that, that baggage from the past, but it's only relevant if you're feeling it in the present moment, right? Your thoughts are going back to the present. I mean, sorry, back to the past 
that's happening in the present moment also, right? So the yeah. breath, everything that we're dealing with is within the present moment. And right. so like you're saying with that breath happening right here and now, it's healing the things that could be in the past or in the future because they're relevant to you right now in the present moment. Right. I love that you brought that up too, because the, um, because when we, we tend to not like to feel feelings, you know, yeah. when we're having a thought about something that happened in the past and we don't want to have that feeling, but we, when we have the feeling, when we can bring it front and center, that's when we can do the healing, right? Right. You feel the feeling, have the healing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's what we're saying too, is, um, you know, we, our bodies will let us know when that's ready, when we're ready to heal that, right? So right. we don't have to go digging for it. Um, if we are, if we have that foundation of being um, being aware of the communication system, mm -hmm. then our body knows it has that space. Like, oh, you've yeah. created this beautiful space for me. So when we have the opportunity, we're gonna bring in some of those things that are weighing us down that we might not know. Right. And so, um, you know, we have that space. It's like. It's like when your kids come home from school and you ask them, you know, how's your day? Who did you talk to? You know, what did you learn? And you ask them all these questions and they know they have that time with you every day, right? Right. And so then when they come home, they're so excited to talk to you about those things. It's kind of the same when we check in with our body. If we're mm -hmm. creating that space consistently, then our body will deliver. Our body will let us know what's next. Okay, cool. What's next? What can I process next, right? It has an order, a priority order of what needs to be taken care of next and then next and the next and we don't have to worry about that we might yeah. think it's one specific trauma in the past in reality it might be something we've never thought of right. but our body will prioritize what needs to be healed next that will make the best effect for our health and for our well-being i love that i love that and that that um again going back to that meditation and just that stillness the more you practice the better you get. And that's what that, and you're, you're, I love, I love how you explain that, that you, um, that you're creating the space so that you're, you're that connection, you're, you're opening the lines of communication, you know, yes. it basically is what you're doing between your mind, body, and soul. That's just, that's brilliant. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, it's so cool. Oh, cause you know, we talk about like wanting to heal in a natural way, right? Right. Like working from the root of something as opposed to the symptom. So usually yeah. the symptom is like the loudest thing our body could do. When right. we have an external symptom, our body has probably already told us in one way or another that something's going on and we haven't understood the conversation, we haven't known to listen. And so when we have a physical symptom, it's our body's way of getting louder, letting right. us know there's an issue going on. We'd like to tell you about it. We'd let you know, we'd like to notify you about it. And so it's a way um, those physical symptoms really are so fun. Like I really feel like a detective a lot of the time, yeah. you know, it's just a different way, a different approach of looking at things rather than like, oh, take this and this and this to quiet down those symptoms. Right. We're listening to the symptom at the root so that we improve the situation. So we improve your experience as a whole because your body doesn't have to be so loud. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that gold nugget right there that you just shared about that. We want the symptoms, right? We want to be able <laughs> to experience those. We tend to want to like feelings, right? We want them to go away, 
Yeah. But the symptoms are how, how where the, the, the way that the body is speaking or the way the soul is speaking through the body really is what it is. The, so your, your soul is speaking through the body. And I love that because it's, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a reminder that to sit with it and listen, like, what is yeah. there? What, what are you trying to tell me? You know, because really, I, I do believe that we are, you know, we're, we're created perfect, right? We're created perfectly. And, but yeah. this is just, the, this is the, um, what I, I love how you, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but basically like the body, you know, they're trying to say, hey, <laughs> knock, yeah. knock, right? There's something like going sending on. Sending a text, here. right? Right, like, sending a text. Send it, like, hey. I'm here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes, that's what it is, right? Hey, I'm here. Yeah. I have something to tell you. <laughs> you yeah. have to open up. Are you are you available to listen? Because if you're not available <laughs> to listen, I just may, might make it a little bit louder next time. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I actually love the idea. This sounds so silly. I'm sure if you haven't been down a path like this yet, but like, I mean, I love to write down every symptom I'm experiencing. Mm, and this right. isn't like in a negative way, right? It's not like, oh, these are all the things weighing me down, but they're all information. Yeah. Every single thing we have is information. And you might say they're genetic. You might say, oh, well, this is never going to go away because so-and-so experienced it. Every person in my family experiences that. If you have that belief, that's probably one that you need to heal too, right? Exactly. Yes, we can trigger those genetic responses, but we also have our own bodies and we have the ability to do you know, a lot of good things with our body. So anyways, writing down all of those symptoms. And then as you go through this journey of like a self-exploration and self-healing, look back at that list later and say like, oh, wow, like I didn't even realize, but like my acne has cleared up or mm, I'm not waking right. up as tired or I don't have that joint pain anymore, you know, because even though that might not be the one symptom that you're working to heal, I promise you, you know, your entire experience will be more pleasant as you're healing within. If you're healing from the inside, you're going to have positive results in all different areas. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting when I look back to on different symptoms that I've had throughout my life. And we've talked about this, Whitney, we've talked about um, Louise Hay and, um, uh -huh. and her, um, her metaphysical causations, which I love. And I, for myself anyway, and I'm all, I always, um, you know, whenever I'm working with a client and they're having some kind of physical symptom, I'll, you know, Hey, you might want to check out the meta metaphysical causation of that. And for myself, I, they're usually spot on, right? So basically what, what it is, is, um, Louise Hay was an amazing new thought leader. Um, and she, um, she, 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 she taught from her own experiences, right? And she, uh, mm -hmm. she created this metaphysical causations for um, uh, dis-ease in the body, right? And what those kind of translate to, for instance, when, um, when I had, I had two babies, I had two under two and uh, my back went out on me right? My back, mm -hmm. I mean, completely like I bent over and I could not get back up. It took me a year, um, to finally, you know, and I was uh, to finally find what was going to work right for me. And of course mm -hmm. yoga, I went right. I went back to, you know, after I was able to actually move cause I had a slip disc, but when I looked at, um, metaphysical causations of, um, of lower back, it was feeling lack of support. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my God that yeah. was crazy because that's exactly 
Um, I know you have four kids, Whitney. I, two under two, I was like, I have no idea what to do with this. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I did, and I was always like, who can help me? Who can help me? And then I realized, oh, well, moms who have two under two, they're all just trying to make it through the day. So, yeah, anyway, right. But really, really interesting. And when um, this was, when I was in my 20s, I had, um, I had, I had all these allergies and I was having asthma and, and all of these symptoms. And, um, and then I learned now I haven't looked at this up in, um, in the metaphysical causations, but I learned that, that a lot of things to do with the lungs, um, have to do with grief. And I was yeah. totally like, I was totally grieving at the time. It's just, it's really, it's even if you believe it, you don't believe it, just try yeah. it, just check it out. Yeah. It's very interesting. And if, if it's, if it doesn't completely relate to you, just know that, okay, maybe you need to deep, go deeper. Like you were talking about, about those symptoms mm -hmm. and start writing them down. I love that. Just writing down symptoms. And I can think mm -hmm. through my life of, of all kinds of different symptoms that I've had that yeah. when I was able to sit with them and okay, what's going on here? You know, I mean, it, it's, it's really, it's, and this is self-awareness, right? When we have self-awareness, yeah. everything can change. But in, if we don't, yeah. and if we just go and, and I'm not knocking, going to the doctor, that's not exactly not what I'm doing at all. But if we just go to the doctor, fix it, um, we're not, you yeah. know, we're, we're not allowing ourselves that self-awareness and all of the, the, the beautiful things that can come out of, um, you know, uh, your physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, all kinds of things. Um, so Whitney, can you speak right. a little more about that mind, body, soul connection and in your yeah. interpretation yeah. of it? Sure. Yeah. And I love the way that you were talking about, you know, looking at um, the symptom and then what's the causation, right? So even like you're saying, if you don't believe that that's going to help directly, even if we are open to the idea that there is a connection between symptoms and what's going on underneath. I mean, that really right there can open so many new avenues of thought. Right. So when you have something pop up, just thinking, you know, oh, I wonder what's going on underneath or asking questions about like, was there something emotional that happened today? So I'll use my kids in, as an example, because everything that I've learned really has instituted the way that we are raising our kids. Mm, <laughs> and right. so when they, for example, have something pop up, like, oh, I have a tummy ache. Um, you know, we address that from different levels. So if it happens once, you know, that that's once, but if they're consistently having a symptom pop up, mm -hmm. um, just like ourselves, we can ask a lot of questions like, well, what's going on at school is, you know, is there something that you want to talk about? Um, you know, is there something that you're scared about with my kids? I know their triggers. Right. And so yeah. for one of them, it's fear. So I can know that like probably something that day made her afraid. She was right. nervous about something and she's probably still thinking about it. Um, and so it just, once you get to know your own communication system, you can be more aware of their communication system. And of course I don't have access to that, right? right. Um, from an energy perspective, I absolutely do, but I want them to be in charge of their own energy. I don't yeah. want to be diving into their own energy and manipulating things because I want them to have that grounding effect in their childhood. I want them to right. know what it feels like to be in their own body and how to respond to different um different things that pop up for them because that's right. what life is all about right we yeah. all have stuff pop up 
And it's all about what we do with those things. Right. Um, so going back to the question about, um, I, I'm really big into the, the mind and the heart and the body mm. and the spirit. Right. So those four areas, and we have to be in balance with all of those things in order to be in that place where we are thriving, where we are not just in survival mode, where we are seeing things heal within our bodies and within our minds. And so in order to do that, um, you, you know, what I tell my clients to do is we make a goal in each of those areas. Mm. So even if they're coming to me with a physical symptom, we're going to make a goal in all of those areas related to what they're experiencing. Right. Or like we talked about, if they're having a thought that's popping up, that is really harmful to them, then we're going to work on something in every area because when they are telling their body, I'm open to all of these areas of receptivity, really, then you're opening up those channels of communication. You're opening up to have a more full experience of what your body might be communicating to you. So even within meditation and within breath, we're bringing in all of those pieces. We're not just sitting with our mind quietly, but you're sitting, you know, with a calm heart, you're sitting with a calm body and you're connecting to your spirit. So even within that breath and meditation, um, we're creating a flow between all four of those areas that's letting our body know, hey, I'm listening, I'm here, I'm ready. And that connection creates so many positive things within our body. It creates right. so much of that natural healing that we were talking about. Yeah, I love that. And and the um, think about, okay, I, you know, you were mentioning, mentioning um, working with your children and teaching your children yeah. how to really get in touch with their own bodies and their own thoughts and their own experience in life. And think about how beautiful, um, I'm sure, Whitney, that you have heard the, um, that uh, Dr. Matsumoto or something like that with the, he did the, um, the, uh, with the water crystals, with the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So I'm, I'm going to, uh, I will, um, I will put this doctor, I can't remember how to say his name, but I'll put a link to that, um, to that in the, um, in the show notes as well. But, um, mm -hmm. but those loving when it, basically the, the, uh, the, he experimented with water, right. With, with, yeah. um, with, in crystals and the, the, the way that, um, that the water changed, the, the, the shapes of the crystals changed based on the way, the, the energy that was given to the water, which is, yeah. sounds strange, but then there's yeah. a, there's a YouTube video that I've seen too. And with all the, the pictures of the different pictures of the crystals, but when mm -hmm. you are giving loving messages, when you, and I, I don't know exactly, like maybe a glass of water and they were giving it loving messages. I don't know, or touching it or, you know, yeah. saying affirmations. I don't know exactly what it was, but they were just beautiful. The crystals, right? Kind of like snowflakes. Mm -hmm. But then when they took, you know, when they, they, they um, expressed anger or like frustration or something like that they looked really scary looking mm -hmm. and imagine like you were just talking about with, with the, the mind, body, spirit, and heart. If you are giving, allowing yourself and giving yourself that space, that love that you are giving yourself, mm -hmm. that you are sharing that loving energy with every cell in your body, you know, and, and your body responds 
right? So yeah. I think it, that's why it's so important, those thoughts that we, that we have. And like you were talking about too, I, I, you know, your, your thoughts generate feelings, generate actions, generate your results in your life. And if we can get into the habit of really being still with that, um, with, with the, the mind, body, spirit, heart, and just mm-hmm. with loving messages, imagine, imagine the healing that we could do on all levels, right? Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I had even once I started, um, you know, looking into energy work and um, self-help and just diving into, you know, really using homework on myself, yeah, <laughs> like creating right. homework and going to work. Cause I, I was literally trying to heal my body. Right. Yeah. It wasn't just because I wanted to be better, which, you know, like, I hope there are so many people who are just trying to do that, right. um, and not having to do it out of desperation, but it really had to become, you know, all the time that I had spent in doctor's offices, I wanted that time to be useful to get better in some way. Right. So it just translated it instead of doing that. Now I'm at home, I'm with my kids. Um, but I still wanted to create an opportunity for my body. It's like we were saying before, if you create that space, your body will deliver. Right. And if you create that neutrality and that balance, then your body will heal, but you have to be able to provide that opportunity for your body. And sometimes it's just in a couple seconds. Sometimes it's just in a, in a tiny thought, Um, and then hopefully that grows and grows as you build that foundation. But even once I was partway into this journey and having a lot of success, I called into this radio show, this lady who, um, she does energy work Mm -hmm. and I kind of just wanted somebody else's perspective. Right. And so I called in and I said, I'm having all these health issues. And, um, you know, she just told me some really important things about what she had seen. But one of the most important things was that she told me that I needed to have and express more love for myself. Mm, And I was like, well, I really like myself. You know, I was so confused. I was like, no, I, I really like myself. And she's like, no, I I want you to think in your head those thoughts that you tell your children. I want you to sit and say, I love you so much. I love you so much. It's uncomfortable, right? It can feel uncomfortable to tell yourself with a pure heart, with all honesty, I love you so much. You're doing such a great job. You are doing an amazing job. When we have those affirmations that are so direct and positive, it's like you're saying with the ice crystals, right? If you can imagine the effect that you're having on your body and what's going on with you by having such a direct message, it's not just, okay, I'm open and listening, but her telling me that I needed to tell myself those specific things was huge. It was life-changing. And she even used my favorite word. And she said, you need to treat this like homework. And that's how I knew like, okay, I really need to take this seriously and make sure that I'm creating that space. And maybe it took some more foundational work, you know, like at the beginning, like we're saying, Um, But now um, the effects of it are just so powerful even now. So within that breath that we're talking about at the beginning, that breath isn't just a breath, right? It's been loaded with all of these other experiences. It's been loaded with those thoughts of, I love you, you're present, you know, you're safe. So all of those things have been loaded into that breath um, and that clear mind, all of those things have been... Um, loaded into that space so that in my day, like you mentioned, we have four kids. So within that day, if I need to just sit and take those few breaths, it's so much more than a breath. 
Mm. It's those feelings of, I love you. It's those feelings of you are purposeful. You are worthy. You know, all those things you have value, you're adding value to the world. Those affirmations are within that breath. And it's just like with a yoga practice too, right? You can do that yoga practice, but the more that you do it, the more powerful it becomes as your body gets stronger, the more powerful it becomes in all of those other layers as well. I love that. I love that you're basically, you're infusing your breath with yes. love. Oh, what and a term for that. I love yeah, that. that's beautiful. I really, really love that. I'm going to remember that because that is, like you said, it's not just about the breath. It's, it's with, and it, it's all in the practice too. The more you practice and, you know, and, and the more you, the more you practice, and you may not exactly feel like you are loving yourself at the moment and you yeah. just, you kind of, you shift. Okay. I'm, yeah. you know, maybe I'm curious about loving myself. Maybe I'm interested. Maybe I'm going to, and then eventually you will get there. You know, yeah. you don't want to lie to yourself because your, your body is going to know that too. But, yeah. um, but I really love that your breath is infused with love for yourself. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And what a beautiful thing that you are sharing with your kids, not just mm-hmm. through what you're teaching them, right. But what with how you are being, because that's really, that's how they're learning. Right. I mean, they, mm-hmm. you know, they learn by what we teach them in the traditional matter of speaking, but they're really learning by what they're, what they're, what they're absorbing from you. How beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I, I love all of this. I'm, you know, I'm, I, this is completely right up my alley, but I love, yeah. can you tell us before we, um, before we end, tell us a little bit about the heart. Cause I talk about the mind, the body and the soul. And I love how you added the heart in there too. What, what is your, what is your uh, interpretation of that? So when I, uh, when I did my wellness and life certification, uh, life coaching certification, mm-hmm. I, um, my mentor was really big on the heart. So we've, you know, we've all heard the mind, body, spirit, but she was so adamant about involving the heart and our emotions. And so I had the same question at first, like, "Mm, I wonder why that's different. How is that any different? We're already approaching the emotions, right? Right. Um, But the emotional world is so intense. And, you know, from an energy perspective, every emotion, every relationship, every connection that we're making has a vibration, right? right? So everything carries weight. It all carries something. It can be positive. It can be negative. It can be confusing. It can be discouraging. There's so many emotions that go along with our experience in a daily life. And so for me, it's been huge to give, give a space for that and to be able to use different vocabulary and open up a whole arena for my heart. (laughs) And really it's, it's about the connection to yourself and connection to others. Mm, Um, and the connection with the self is where it, and we've already touched on this quite a bit with the relationship with yourself, but it's not just about your relationship and how you interact with other people, but it has to be about how you treat yourself as well. Mm, It has to be, you know, the way that we communicate with ourselves, what do we do when we mess up? You know, how do we treat ourselves when we mess up? How do we, um, if we don't come through, if we can't finish all the things on our to-do list, how do we feel? What do we do? Um, So when we have those emotions, they're so important to the way that we act to ourselves, you know, and treat ourselves. 
And there's so much good information. Again, um, you know, every emotion that we have is valid. It's there, it's present, it's in the present moment, and it's information that we can use. Right. And when we create um, a space for those emotions, then they're processing in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is key. When we talk about the emotional world and we talk about our emotional side of us, we have to be okay with having emotions in the present moment. (laughs) Even just this morning, my daughter, um, like something happened at breakfast. And so she went up to her room and she's like, I don't even want to have breakfast. And so I went and talked to her and she's like, well, I just don't really want to be around anybody now because I feel kind of sad. And so I told her like, oh, this is so common. Everybody feels the same way. We just, when we have emotions, we just want to shove them down and we just want to be alone and we just want to ignore them. But in reality, like it's all about how are we processing them in our daily life? And I know a lot of your audience, you know, we're um, moms or working, you know, we have other things going on in our lives. Our lives are not just ourselves. We have a lot of things going on. So when we learn a process where we can work through emotions in a positive way while continuing to move through the day, that's a game changer because you're not just waiting till you lay down at night to feel exhausted and to feel deprived of time to yourself, right? You're not just sitting down, oh, I need this time. Because when we get to the end of the day, in reality, how many of us are actually doing that self-care work to work through those emotions? Right, right. Not working through them as they're coming to us in the day, they're really just continuing to accumulate. Um, so as we have, you know, those, those practices that we can do throughout the day, um, some of the things that we already mentioned, um, but making it a habit to check in with your emotions and how you feel, um, is so key. And when you feel a feeling, feel your feeling, it's okay to feel it. It's okay to feel sad. And one of my favorite things like guilt, for example, is one of my favorites with my kids. If they feel guilty, I get so excited because it's an opportunity to let them know what to do with it. It's a hard one. Like, I mean, adults, we just hate that feeling of guilt, but in reality, what can we do with that information? What can we do with that discomfort when we feel it? We can make a plan, right? We can make a plan maybe to apologize to someone, or we can make a plan to do things differently the next time. So we use that information and then we do something in action or we think things differently or we have a conversation. We make a plan for that emotion. Some emotions we just feel, right? But some things, if they're not feeling like they're dissipating, sometimes it takes an action or it takes sharing an opinion out loud Mm -hmm. that um, will help that to dissipate and move through. So emotions are for the present moment. They're for the present moment. And when we feel emotions in the present moment, they are so beneficial. They're so filled with information that can help us to be a better person and be more true to ourselves. But it's when we're dabbling in the ones in the past and we're creating new ones in the future, when we're worrying that we get into trouble. So we're trying to keep those emotions in the present moment and then processing through them. I love that. Keeping the emotions. I'm writing this down right now. Um, that is a gold nugget right there. Keeping your emotions in the present moment because the present moment is the only place that we can deal with them. <laughs> right? Exactly. We can, I mean, we can go, we can go back and deal with the emotions, which we, 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 
we need to do anyway we need to allow them to move through and 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 uh i love that i love that that heart piece because i think that the um the emotions you know i talk about um about uh health and well-being which is physical emotional mental you know we just say it a little bit differently um in spiritual yeah. so all four ways but they're all, it's all connected like it's not there's right. not any there there not none of it is disconnected from the other and the um and the emotions too are a, a way that your spirit speaks to you that your spirit is speaking through you oh, yeah. you know there's something there's something off and and here's the interesting thing too is that and i'm sure that you find this in your work is that we all feel emotions and i mean there, there are probably general places where we feel emotions but we feel them differently in our bodies from each other which i think yeah. is brilliant which is yeah. really really cool so getting to know your own body where you now for me um a lot of times when i when there was something when there's something off or something that was not quite right i'd feel it in my throat i don't feel it as much as i used to i think because i know because yeah. I've listened, right? And so as soon as I'm feeling like a constriction in my throat, I'm like, okay, and going, you know, in my mind, okay, where where am I off? What's what's going exactly. on? Like really, really asking myself, okay, this is, I know that there's something off somewhere, but really mm -hmm. understanding, you know, some people feel it in their pit of their stomach. I have a friend who would feel like a tingling on the outside of her thigh. Who knew? Like we all feel it in different <laughs> ways. I think it's beautiful. Whitney, I think we're gonna have to have you back because I just want to keep asking you questions. I and, love um, it. And, yeah. And feel like we have a whole lot more to talk about. But this was beautiful. I have loved this whole thing. That mind, body, soul, um, heart connection is so important. And that's how we that's what we're teaching our kids, right? But right. if when we push our emotions down, when we don't, you know, when we put the band-aids on, um, mm -hmm. and and just to kind of pacify the whatever's going on in our bodies. But this is what we're teaching our kids too, right? Yeah. So when we're not ex yeah. expressing, when we're not allowing ourselves to express, when we're not um, when we're not dealing with our emotions in a in a in a loving and helpful way. I mean, this is what we're teaching our kids. And if I can add one more thing too. Yes, please. About, um, about, so like, you know, you have that question of well, like, well, what, what does that mean to like sit with my emotions, right? So when you're building that connection and you're first starting that foundation, the best thing that you can do is connect it to your physical body, like you're saying. So, you know, when my kids have an emotion, I want them to feel it. I don't want to say you're fine. I don't right. want to say go find something else to do, right? I want them to have tools in the moment yeah. so that they can get through it quickly right we don't have to talk about it for two hours we don't have to sit and ponder about it i mean i want them to work through it quickly and so you know with my four-year-old i'll ask him what are you feeling and he'll list an emotion and then i'll say what else are you feeling because i don't want to close that door right i want to leave right. it open to feel more than one feeling at a time so i let him list some emotions and we've already started teaching that vocabulary at a young age so he already knows some vocabulary of what he could be feeling. And then I'll ask him where he feels it. And that's so important for them to make that connection that right. a feeling is not them. You know, right. we are not right. our feeling. So when I'm feeling sad, I'm not a sad person.
person. Oh, I don't have I love to, that. right. You know what I mean, the identity is, um, I still have my own identity and my yeah. identity doesn't need to become a sad person right. when we're experiencing a symptom. It's separate from us, but it's an experience we're having within our body. And so if we can identify where we're feeling it and then describe it with sensations, you know, it, like you're saying, um, it feels tingly or it feels heavy or it feels right. tight or it feels constricted or it feels airy or whatever it is. It feels pokey. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can help ourselves and our kids to simply identify where you're feeling it and then describe it with some descriptive words like that, we're automatically giving ourselves space from that emotion to experience it. Mm, and then as right. you experience it, you know, as you describe it, it will, it will dissipate. You'll be able to feel it and sit with it and it might change. So you might describe a few things and then a few minutes later, it might feel a little different and then re-describe it, give it attention and let your body know that you're listening to what's yeah. going on. I love that. And I love that, that, um, that, you're teaching your, your, when you, when you were able to kind of feel, you know, like you said, describe that feeling that yeah. you're able to understand that, oh, that feeling is not me. I think that's huge, right? Yeah, I am not a sad person. I'm having sad feelings. Yeah. I, I talk about validating. that with my kids all the time. Like it, it's, 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 it, it's the way that you're feeling. It's not that you are, you know, you right. are in we are never like people tend to say, you know, I'm afraid or I'm sad or I'm tired, but there's a part of you, right? There's a part of you that feels that way. And that's great. But that, I love that, that, um, that pointing out that separation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all feelings are good, right? Like they're all information. Like we were talking about, they're all information and you can make a plan moving forward. If you, if you don't want to experience that again, or if you want to experience it differently, you can make a plan for that but all feelings are accepted. They're all okay in the moment. Oh gosh. So that brings me back to, um, uh, the movie inside out where, with, um, with, uh, oh my gosh, that sadness is like, we need sadness or she was trying to joy was trying to push sadness away. Like we don't, we don't need sadness, no sadness, no sadness. And then the realization that, Oh, we do need sadness, right? Sadness is information. We do. It's beautiful. Uh, Whitney, can you tell us about a time in motherhood uh, when you, something, a time that felt impossible that you either overcame or achieved something? Yeah. So what came to mind for me is childbirth. Mm. I love having babies. (laughs) I love it. And I had um, three natural vaginal births and then I had one C-section. My second was a C-section. And so if you, um, if you ask most doctors, they'll tell you that after a C-section, it's better to have another C-section, but I felt really, uh, so discouraged at the thought of having another C-section, you know, the, 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 that one was needed. It was absolutely necessary. There was, you know, a complication. And and so it was absolutely necessary. And we're so grateful for modern medicine. Right. But um, I just was so discouraged by the idea of if I had another kid that it would have to be a C-section again, because I love childbirth. And it's one of those experiences that you don't get to have very often, right? Right. (laughs) Maybe once in your life, maybe twice in your life. Um, And I just wanted so badly to be able to kind of have a, a do-over as a, a healing. And you can absolutely heal from any birth without having another child. I'm not saying that's the way you need to get through it, but 
Um, anyway, so we, I utilize a lot of these same tools and listen to my body. I had a very healthy third pregnancy. There were no complications. I was very good about what went into my body and what was around my body. And I knew that it was something that I could accomplish. And I did it in a way that felt very comfortable to us. You know, we were in a hospital setting and we, you know, had regular check-ins to make sure everything was fine. Um, but it felt like a lot of people were saying probably wasn't going to happen. And I just was so set on that, um, idea of continuing to listen to my body. And if that happened in the end, that would be fine. But I still wanted to give my body the chance to have that healing opportunity with fresh eyes, you know, going into this with, I, I've done everything that I could to keep my mind and my body ready for this childbirth. Um, and then childbirth itself is just such a fun experience. (laughs) It's so hard, right? It's so hard, but it's also something that is just so invaluable. You don't get to experience it much or ever, um, for a lot of people. And so I would just say, Um, I think that that experience of not listening to the bigger crowd and just listening to my own intuition, um, was so important. I was able to have that one. And then another one after that as well as a natural birth. And I'm so, that was very empowering for me. And I know that's not everybody's story and I'm not saying that they're right or wrong. Um, but it was empowering to be able, especially during those health challenges, it was really empowering to be able to have such a positive health experience. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney, I love that story. And I, I also, I had, uh, I had to be back as well and it was, it was the most empowering healing experience I think I've ever had. It was, right. it was amazing. My first, yeah, that, another story for another time, but, right. <laughs> but here we are, right. It's, exactly. um, yeah, it was, uh, it was in, and, and for me, I was not going to have another C-section. I was, Mm -hmm. I was not, I was, I was, um, I was, I surrounded myself with people that, um, that believed in me and, um, and to make it possible. Yeah. That, that is a totally, especially when everybody around you and all the statistics are saying, oh, you shouldn't do this. You should, you know, you should do it this way. But, um, you listened, you listened to your heart and you had a a beautiful and then you had two right i love that see i can do this <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> it's what it our again. bodies are meant to do right yes yeah yeah that oh, whitney this has been amazing like i said i think we're going to have to have you on again so we can dive a little deeper but you have got, given us so many gold nuggets and along with little things that we can do you know that our listeners can do to to put into practice right now you know yeah. that are game changers All right, Wendy, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, it's been so fun. Thank you so much. And I would love to come back. You are so fun. <laughs> oh, thank you, Whitney. So are you. So are you. And I'll put all, all of your links to, um, oh, you know what? We didn't even talk about your podcast. Yeah. You just tell, so I tell have- us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So I have a podcast. It's called A Tad Bit Crunchy. And um, a tad bit crunchy is for those who are like we were saying at that cusp of wanting to look in a little bit deeper. You know, we all have this life experience. We get to choose how we want to experience it. And for those that want to dig into, um, like the parts that we were talking about with talking about the emotions and 
Um, we didn't even go into the physical body, but right. I'm on how we treat our physical body, right? It is such a gift to us. Um, so anyways, that podcast is for um, moms who want to institute an intentional household and an intentional family. So there are, there's actually a great episode about um, how to talk to your kids about emotions that goes over a lot of the things that we talked about, just make it a simple discussion. And so that's one of the episodes on there. Right. Nice. Okay. Well, I will put a link to, um, to the podcast and, and how we can get, how you can get in touch with Whitney. Definitely want, definitely want to listen to her podcast. It's fantastic. I love the name a tad bit, bit crunchy. That is, that's totally, I mean, that's, that's who we are, right? <laughs> crunchy. Crunchy. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, take care, Whitney. Thank you so much again for being on the show Thank today. You. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive, keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.